Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a great day today. Really good day in the markets today. We're going to talk about that. Matter of fact, it was a pretty phenomenal day. Internals were fantastic. Market closed right at the high. All the indexes closed pretty much right at their highs of the day. That's always a that that's a that's a smart money tell, typically speaking. Uh, in addition, four sectors that we've been following uh, closely here were pretty much in danger of breaking down in a in an ugly way. They're not out of the woods yet, but they had big reversals higher today. I'm talking about housing, the transports, the semis, and BKX. BKX barely finished positive after J.P. Morgan's earnings report. They they it was a horrible horrible report. Stock finished down three percent. J.P. Morgan, I'm talking about the leader in the space, and I think that was the new. I think J.P. Morgan hit a new. Yeah, it did. It broke to a new 52-week low today. Uh, again, finishing down 3.2%. But BKX, the bank index, finished fractionally higher. It's not out of the woods by any stretch. It's only a couple of points above. Uh, very significant lows, 52-week lows uh, for this group. So, But, again, each of these four sectors today reversed higher. Transports today up almost 2%. Housing today, uh, HGX, also up almost 2%. This is what the mar- this market needs to see at this point. Talk about all of that. Uh, also going to get into a little bit of this inflation stuff today because everybody's very hopeful. Everybody's very hopeful that this is going to be transitory still. <laughs> Some people are still using that word. You know, the Federal Reserve first called this transitory. Uh, Janet Yellen said it was transitory. Jay Powell said it was transitory. Jin Psaki said it was transitory. Joe Biden said it was transitory, Right. Most of the rhinos said it was transitory. You know, they was, have to have the, 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 the elite ruling classes back, uh, these fools in D.C. that are only there for themselves. And, of course, there's been anything but transitory. It's skyrocketing, right? Yesterday, we got the CPI data, which is the worst in 40 years. Another worst. We hear, hear that a lot, don't we? Worst in 40 years. Worst in 40 years. Got that again yesterday with CPI, which came in at 8.5%. But that didn't even tell the whole story, Right. Tyler, uh, Tyler tweeted this out yesterday. Shadow Stats has inflation running at 18%. I think that's probably much more accurate than their 8.5%. But if you just multiply uh, March's uh, inflationary growth of 1.2% times 12, that's 14.4% annualized right there. So they, you know, they, they hide, they, 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 they report these numbers in a way that uh, cushions the blow, if you will. And it's, by the way, it's not just Democrat administrations that do it. It's Republicans as well. But Democrats have certainly mastered the art of lying and projection. They are the, they are the king of it. Uh, and again, today we got the, the producer price index. Again, not a, not a 40-year not worst, folks. This is an all-time worst. We've never had this happen before. Annualized inflation of 11.2% in the PPI, the highest reading ever. Uh, estimates were 10.6, again, came in 11.2. So, you know, <clears throat> I think inflation is here with us to stay because the Fed is not serious. The Fed's just not serious about this. They can't be serious because to get serious about stopping inflation, they got to do something like, like Paul, Paul Boker did in the 1980s. And that's when interest rates were almost 20%. Well, uh, they were 15 to 16%. Boker jack rates up to 20% on Fed funds. And that choked off inflation, and it did it in a hurry. Now, it put us through a painful recession, but it ended it, and it started the Reagan Revolution. Does anybody here believe that the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates to the 10% area, which is what it would take on the Fed funds rate, 
right now it's at a quarter, a quarter of a percent. Does anybody here believe the Fed's going to raise rates to 10%? Of course not. It's not going to happen. That likely means that we've got stagflation. Stagflation is a persistent problem. It eats into our buying power. It eats into the economy. It just, it, it's like a, it's a, it's a hidden tax that just won't go away. And so you have stagnant economic growth. You've got ongoing inflation, a Federal Reserve that is not serious because they can't get serious about it, this monster of their creation. Folks, what I'm saying is inflation's here to stay. Call it stagflation, call it what you want to, but it's here to stay. It's going to be persistent. And this is why the groups that are moving are moving. And by the way, I was talking about banks a minute ago. Anybody else remember what all the experts said about bank stocks, all they need is higher rates. Once the banks have higher rates, then their profits will surge. So so why, why are the bank stocks getting hammered near, near 52-week lows with rates being higher? Now they've changed their tune, right? Now they say, oh, no, no, we, we, don't, we don't need just higher rates, right? We need a positive yield curve. So they're already changing the tune. I'm telling you folks, Banks are uninvestable. I, I have no interest in investing in banks or financials. You know, maybe some of the uh, maybe some of the newfangled uh, financial tools online. Some of these companies are fairly interesting, but as far as the indexes themselves, no interest here at all. Uh, these are um, these are value traps. Uh, bank bank stocks are value traps, and uh, that's why that's why I tend to avoid them. Uh, bottom line: markets today again, good day today. Open strong, built on that strength throughout the day. Today could have been today may have just been an important day with some of the reversals we saw again from these areas breaking down from our most important leading economic indicators in the very investing system. Today was strengthened all of these. Um, uh, Dow Jones today finishing again right at the highest today of three hundred forty four points. That's a, a gain of, of what is that uh, eight, eight tenths of one percent. Uh, SP of one hundred up one point one percent at forty nine points. Our leader on the day. What you want to see if you're bullish, NASDAQ up just better than 2%, up a big 272 points. And finally, Russell 2000, uh, which has been acting much better of, of, of this last week, up uh, today 1.9%, coming in second place. The VIX today fell 10% back down to 21.8, and the 10 year now back to a yield of 2.68%. Um, and by the way, one more thing about stagflation, and I'll talk about this more in just a moment. Guess what else loves stagflation? Precious metals and miners, right? The groups that have been moving are the groups that, 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 that love inflation. You know, energy stocks, metals and mining, utilities, of course, have been leading, uh, which is interesting. But, uh, you know, they still pay these great yields and uh, they, have been, they have been hitting new high after new high. Healthcare stocks as well. Some of the areas we're focused on here, um, but mostly focused on, on, uh, on, on, on natural resource stocks. That, that's what we think. We're in a multi-year bull market that's really only just maybe beginning year two. And this is a global commodity super cycle that's got at least three, four years to go, meaning these stocks are dirt cheap. Certainly right now, based on valuation metrics, using a price to cash flow, price to earnings, energy stocks and mining stocks have got forever to run before you could say they're anywhere close to being expensive, at least 50% undervalued today based on our work. Um, what else today? All right, yeah, let's get right to the internals today because this is where, 
know, this is what we've noticed all year long. Even as the markets have gone through some rough spells, the internals this year have consistently been better than they were last year. Look, the market went up most of last year. Even it was only about 10 big stocks making that happen, right? As the average stock is going through a bear market of 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 percent. Kathy Wood's average stock down over 65 percent, right? The internals last year were pathetic. Even on, even on days the market would be up, we'd have internals that were negative. So we're seeing a shift in that. Again, even on bad days, uh, 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 even on bad days, we're seeing internals that just aren't anywhere near what they were on good days of last if, last year, if that makes sense. We saw it again today. Again, really good readings. Volume today for NASDAQ, 81% positive. NYSE, 83% positive. If we get another day tomorrow with 80% or better readings and up volume, uh, that's a buy signal. That's, a, that's a, a kind of a classic buy signal as far as the technicians are concerned. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. That's been the problem, though, hasn't it? We're not getting in these back-to-back strong days. Uh, advanced decline today, also very positive. NASDAQ today, uh, what is this uh, final reading? We're going to call that just almost 3 to 1 positive uh, on the NASDAQ. NYSE was 3 to 1 positive. Very good readings today. The one bugaboo to the downside, once again, new 52-week highs to lows. Today, we had, uh, what is that, uh, 459 Stocks hitting new 52-week lows, but NYC and NASDAQ combined to just 197 hitting new 52-week highs. So not not great there. Always a little strange to see that, but uh, these internals have been odd for a long time. So there you go. Uh, in our sector watch today, of our 11 SP500 sectors, we had nine finished higher, two finished lower. Led the upside, but consumer discretionary up 2.5%. Technology up 1.6%. And materials also up 1.5%. To the downside, really nothing to talk about at all. Fractional losses in utilities and financials today. Um, all right, let's go right to our commodity watch. Going to keep this a little short and sweet today. Uh, again, this is a group that we love. You know, we do, if you've been joining us, you know we do. And this is just the beginning, again, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a, what we believe is a global commodity super cycle. They're pretty rare. You only have them happen a few times a century. The average uh, length of time they last is five and a half years. We're in year two now, which means we've got a long ways to go. And this feels to me, especially with the miners, uh, as I wrote today, this feels like 2004. This is the birth. This is the birth, the beginning. This is the beginning of the birth of a massive bull market in precious metals and miners. Today, gold, I mean, it was higher, but only up $4 an ounce in 1980. Well, that didn't stop the miners. Once again, new another new 52-week high, another new 18-month high for GDX, the miner ETF, up 2.3% today. Um, and, and also interesting, GDXJ, GDXJ is the miner for the junior gold miners, okay? GDXJ has been lagging, and today it was up 3.4%. So while gold was just up, what is that, uh, four-tenths of 1%, once again, you're getting this outperformance, you know, of three to four to five to one, which is what we had today for the miners. That's a classic buy signal for this group. What it usually means is that the bull market is on, the miners are going to continue moving higher, and then the metals start to play catch-up. And that's what I think we're going to see next, because that's not, that is yet to happen. 
Silver today, by the way, was up a big 1.3% today. Anyway, gold today up, up uh, just uh, just a four cents one percent in 1980. Silver uh, up 19 cents an ounce at 25.93, looking much better on the charts now. Copper up one cent a pound at 4.71 a pound. Uh, oil today, uh, you know, it drops below 100. Doesn't sit there long, does it? Uh, again, global commodity super cycle. Oil today up 374 barrel at 104.34. And finally, Bitcoin. On word that uh, BlackRock has an interest in cryptocurrencies, okay? Uh, they manage about $10 trillion. So when you get you get their name behind you, it tends to cause some excitement. That happened today. Bitcoin up 16.48, a Bitcoin at 41,161. All right, folks, that is it for the day. Uh, got a lot more we could talk about. Certainly, you know, you know how we feel about the miners and about energy stocks. We've been pounding the table in this group. Think this is the birth of a significant bull market that could rival and probably will rival the bull market from 2003 to 2011, uh, where, where these, these stocks just went parabolic. And uh, so keep joining us here. Come join us full time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.